Hey everybody, hope you're all safe and washing your hands with all this craziness. So this episode we recorded a few weeks ago before everything went crazy. Um, but we will be back on our normal schedule coming up um, the next episode. So we will see you then. Stay safe, everybody. Hope you enjoy this episode with Pissy Miles. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her? We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast, and I am your host, Tony, and I'm here all by myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what? I'm here. No, I, uh, it's a short, short, little cast today. I only have Mexican Eric and Robbie with me at the moment. Turn your mic on, Rob. Yeah, hey, I'm here too. <laughs> Hi. Yes, you two are the only ones here. I know. Miss Miriam T will be joining us in a bit. Um, but you guys, this is going to be a really fun episode. We have a really special guest calling in that I'm super excited I'm for. I'm so excited. It's Pissy Miles, drag queen Pissy Miles. You guys probably know her from the impeachment coverage because she was a drag queen that was covering it. Um, but we're going to get into that and about her podcast, My Spooky Gay Family, which is going to be so much fun. Um, we have a lot to talk with her about, so I can't wait till she calls in but mr eric you just got back from houston i did yes how is houston well i got to check off my list riding a cowboy so i knew it i knew it <laughs> you fucker what happened um no it was legit had a cowboy hat and boots and <laughs> yeah it was the real texas experience yeah. yes it was fun it was how nice. long were you there for i was there for a week yeah oh, for work okay. Okay. Um, and non-work stuff. And non-work stuff, <laughs> apparently. apparently. But it was cute. I liked Houston. It was a lot more charming than I thought it was oh, going to really? be. Yeah. The, like, it just... Um, I was a little worried because I've never been to that part of Texas before. But yeah. it was... Everyone was very sweet, very nice. The buildings, the architecture, it was very cute. It was... And and the rodeo was going on while I was there. The rodeo. The rodeo. rodeo. I know. I know. And so it was there was definitely a buzz going on in the city with that. And yeah, it was it was fun. Barbecue was good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't make it to the turtle races. So wait, you wait, turtle races? Yeah, they have they have they have turtle races there. I don't I don't know. That must take forever. Yeah, but did the turtle win? <laughs> <laughs> no, Rob, the rabbit did. Um, you guys, coronavirus. Everybody uh, is everybody's going insane about this. Did you see all the stuff about the hand sanitizer costing like yeah, a hundred dollars? Yeah, for, for a, bottle. a bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah. It's stupid. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know it's supply and demand, but still, like that's just wrong. But you guys, there's breaking news. Did you hear an article that <laughs> there is one more way you can get coronavirus? Oh no! How through poop? What? So all of you people out there who have a scat fetish, be careful. Stop looking at me. I don't have one. <laughs> Stop it. You, well, and it's speaking of that, through poop. So can somebody explain to me why there's such a run on toilet paper at all the Costco's? Like, what is going on? I know there are no toilet paper anywhere. Why? I don't, I don't know. know. People think it's like going to be the end of the world, and oh. they're not going to have enough to wipe their ass with. But. Why? I, I mean, toilet paper, like, that's what we need to do right now. Yeah. yeah. And now, for people that aren't going crazy and um, flocking to the store, we can't buy toilet paper. I know. Right. What are we going to wipe our asses with? A bidet. A bidet. Like, we all got to get a bidet like, like civilized human beings. Like civilized yes. human beings. Yes. Rob, we're getting a bidet today. Okay. Today, we're getting a bidet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Basha still loves his. So. I know. He's probably in hole somewhere. Yeah. It's in a cross weekend. Yeah, it is cross weekend. <laughs> I will be doing that tomorrow. Yeah, are you I, like is this your first time going? It is. Are I'm you excited? really excited about it. Yes. Hey. I'm excited that I don't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's you every weekend. <laughs> what are you talking about, Eric? True, that's true. It is me. But you guys, we are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to have Miss Pissy Miles, Yay! who we are so excited to talk to. Um, and yeah, and we'll be right back. 
hey, all you little whores out there, if you love live theater and you're in the San Diego area, then you have to check out our friends at OB Playhouse in Ocean Beach. Hi, everyone. It's Jenny. I've been on the show several times, best girlfriend of the show, and I'm here to tell you about our whole season at OB Playhouse. Right now, we are playing Rocky Horror Show from January 16th to March 1st. After that, please come check out Into the Woods. That show will run from March 13th to April 12th. After that, we're going to bring you the hilariously funny Spamalot from Monty Python. That runs April 24th to May 25th. Then, back by popular demand, we are bringing back Urine Town. That's right, Urine Town. That show will run June 5th to June 28th. And then you've got to come down this summer and see The Full Monty. Yes, you will see The Full Monty at OB Playhouse, July 10th through August 16th. And then we are bringing back for you our very, very successful run of American Idiot, August 28th to October 4th. Thanks, Jenny. I'm definitely going to check out this season, especially the full Monty. I'm not going to miss that one. You don't want to miss that one. You don't want to miss any of them, Rob. For season tickets, please visit obplayhouse.com. Also, check out our Facebook page for special event pricing. Thanks. We'll see you there. Oh, Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am super excited for a guest that we have on the phone. It She is an accomplished drag queen, a singer, and host of her very own podcast, My Spooky Gay Family. It is Pissy Miles. How are you, Pissy? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're able to come on the show today and chat with us. So for people who are not familiar with Pissy, um, you're a drag queen out of New Jersey, but perform a lot in New York, yes? Yeah, I, I usually say I'm, I'm I'm a New York City queen. That's pr- that's basically my hometown. But yeah. uh, I started doing drag here in New Jersey in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and uh, then I moved very briefly to Philadelphia, where I kind of made a name for myself. And then uh, I realized that I, I wanted to be a full time performer, and the opportunities just weren't there as much because the the neighborhood there is so uh, small. I was like, well. There's only one place to go, so I went to New York City, and here she is. There you <laughs> are. <laughs> so my first question for you is, how did you get the name Pissy Miles? <laughs> Where Pissy did that Miles. come from? <laughs> Pissy Miles is, uh, I just reversed the letters of Missy Pyle, who is a famous <laughs> character actress in Hollywood. Uh, and it came about through a fight with my husband about Christmas music. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yes. Why Christmas music? Be, it, it's such a stupid story, but uh, basically, my husband had had nixed every drag name I came up with when I first started <laughs> doing drag, and uh, he was like, "You can do better. You can do better." And I love Christmas music. I'm actually part of a, a Christmas caroling group. Every single year, I go out and Christmas carol. Uh, and I was listening to Christmas music on Christmas morning on the way to my sister's house, and we were in the car together. And he was like. Ugh, can we please turn the Christmas music off? And I was like, it's fucking Christmas. Can I curse? Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> I was like, it's fucking Christmas. And we got into like a little a little tiff. And he knew he would get my goat. He was like, do you want to talk about your drag name? And I had a friend who was producing Missy Pyle's show at Joe's Pub yeah. at the time. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? You're turning me into Pissy Miles. And he was like, <laughs> I actually like that one. And I was like, me too. And it stuck. <laughs> oh, how funny. What were some of the other ones you were throwing around? Uh, at one point there was Lucille Balls, there was, uh, there was Robin Banks, which I think every drag queen like cycles through that name at some point. Uh, I I can't remember any of the other ones. There were a couple, but uh, to be fair, they weren't, they weren't my best work. (laughs) (laughs) So I told Bob the drag queen once that if I had been an Irish queen, my, my drag name would have been Tabitha Mornin. Wouldn't that be a great drag name? Great, yes, that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) If there are any Irish drag queens out there listening, it's all yours. You just have to. Your full name has to be Tabitha Morning, courtesy of Pissy Miles. (laughs) That would be awesome if it was like the tag is courtesy of Pissy (laughs) Miles. That would be so cool. So, how long have you been doing drag? Like, when was the first time you went into drag and was like, "This is what I'm going to do." Uh, I, I, 
it's kind of hard to remember. I believe it's been about seven years since I started doing drag. And I started doing drag because I graduated like every other drag queen with a degree in musical theater. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I was auditioning and I had an agent in New York City. And I would always get to like the final callback and someone else would get the role. And my agent would always be like, oh, you were too tall. You were too short. You had too much hair. You had too little hair. You were too skinny. You were too fat. There was always like two something. There was yeah. always some stupid reason I didn't get the part. And at a certain point I just got, I was like, I'm better than this. I'm, I'm, I know that I'm talented and I should be able to work. So I started writing my own cabarets and they were, uh, it was like some of my favorite work I've done. And, and I, I started to write my own material and I was a huge fan of drag queens. Yeah. I loved queens like RuPaul and Lady Bunny and uh, Jackie Beat is one of my very, very favorites. Coco Peru, all of those like classic drag yeah. queens. I loved them. And I wanted to have a voice like that. And my husband, who, well, at the time he was my boyfriend, but my husband now, David, looked at me and said, you know, I think you'd actually be a really great drag queen. And so I was like, well, I'll, I'll try anything once. And, <laughs> and here you are. Once turned into seven fucking years. <laughs> so you, um, you also are a podcaster. And I listen I and I listen to your podcast and I love it. You and Sam. Oh, thank yes. you. So thank my you. Um, my it's called my spooky gay family. And what mm -hmm. I find so fascinating is you're one of five and four are gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you have twin siblings, right? Kevin and I Bob. I do. Right? Kevin and Bob. Wow, you really did. I know. I no. I listened to the podcast. That's why. So that's why when we were having you on, I'm like, oh, I have so much to talk to her about. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's uh, my oldest sister, heterosexual Jessica, is the only one that's not straight. Oh, I feel so bad um, for her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad for her. She has a wonderful life. She is a. She is. She's. Honestly, I love my siblings so yeah. much. I love my siblings more than anyone in the world. I, they're my favorite people. We all have the same sense of humor. We're all like goofy and, and silly. And we have this like pop culture media bank in our heads that we can just like quote things at each other. And that's one of my favorite things about my siblings is, you know, when you're kids, you're always like, oh, I, w I wish I was an only child. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, thank God I have these people in my life. <laughs> so and, I'm and, very grateful for my siblings. And it comes out on the podcast because the chemistry between you and Sam is so good. And she oh, has a very dry way of delivering <laughs> stuff which makes me laugh because i have i'm one of four and i have an identical twin brother who's also gay mm -hmm. and then we have two younger, really yeah two younger my goodness siblings and we're all like super close my mom made sure like we grew up everybody's in everybody's business and all of that stuff <laughs> so i so i when listening to the podcast your podcast i like totally relate because that's how i am with my siblings but um, I just I like the dynamic between you and Sam and that the podcast covers like a very horror supernatural. Uh, there's always that twist to every show, which I really mm -hmm. like. I'm totally geeked out about. <laughs> Are you a big fan of horror? Yes. Horror, oh, you should yeah. come on and be on my spooky gay family. Yes, I would love you it. What's your What's your favorite horror movie? Okay, so I I have I have to break them up into genres of like the '80s one that are super like sci-fi <laughs> horror, like yeah. um like Dreamscape scared the shit out of me when I was a kid because I thought when you really to, yes because I was terrified to go to sleep because you get killed in your dreams and then you die in I real know. life, <laughs> and that's why I like refused to watch like Nightmare on Elm Street until I was like mm. in my late teens or. 20s and it had to be during the day with all the lights on because it was terrifying <laughs> to me yeah it is a terrifying <laughs> movie and it, it's so good and and what's funny is sam and i just uh interviewed uh tyler jensen mm -hmm. and roman kimienti yes. who who made the documentary about nightmare 2 about mark Patton and his experience afterwards with homophobia and and all of that so it was so cool because it was the first time we were really well. It wasn't the first time we had done an episode on on uh, Elm Street, but it was the first time we got to talk to people on the podcast about something that was so cool, and they were such great guys. If if anyone's yeah. listening, you should absolutely go out right now. I do believe the DVD and streaming versions are available. I think it's on like Amazon 
Amazon Prime. I think yeah. that's where they released it. But it's such a good documentary. I got a chance to watch a screener before we interviewed them, and it's so, so good. And you guys did a great job with the interview. It was just Thank so you. good. And the other episode, um, I, what, oh, which one was it? I want to say it was number 20 with um, Kathy Kelly. Who owns Oh, the Kathy. Part. Yes, that was. Yes. She, to me, was so freaking fascinating. <laughs> Isn't she just. Yes. She is one of those people. David and I met her years ago when we were still dating. And uh, she's just one of the most cool, interesting people you've ever met in your whole life. So down to earth, so easy to talk to. And it's like, I've never introduced anyone to her who didn't come back and say, I want to be her best friend. <laughs> But for people that aren't familiar with her, she owns the Paranormal Museum in Jersey, right? She does. She owns the, she owns, uh, it's a a dual uh, building. It's called Paranormal Books and Curiosities. And it's the museum is the main attraction. And then there's the Paranormal Books downstairs, which is kind of like exit through the gift shop. Yeah. But. Uh, But the nice thing is this gift shop actually has a lot of really awesome stuff. It's like a a paranormal uh, bookstore that also has elements of uh, like witchy stuff and and cryptids and supernatural. All all of those things are covered. And there's so many awesome like books and there's fun like Asbury Park merchandise because Asbury has always been kind of – infamously weird mm-hmm. uh kathy is just the coolest person she yeah. she has the best stories and she she's so interesting to talk to and she's so easy to talk to that's what i love about spending time with kathy yeah was I, I actually was episode. just telling david she and her wife own a uh uh house up in p-town and we were talking because w- this year we didn't want to get each other like Christmas presents where it's like, Oh, here's more tchotchkes to fill our house with. Uh, (laughs) so I was like, we should go on a trip. And I was just saying to David, uh, we've been talking to Kathy about going up and visiting her and Elisa in, uh, P town. So I think that's probably what we're going to do. It was, I, it was a really good episode. That one. And, um, the one, I other one I really liked, Oh, your Jersey devil one, because I'm such a nerd for Mm. folklore and all of that mythology stuff. And then there's another podcast that, that I listen to that does all of those folklore stories, but to hear your guys's like take on it <laughs> was so entertaining. <laughs> Is it lore? Do you listen to lore? Yes, lore and then <laughs> mysteries and legends. Um, and then there's another one called the mythology. I think it's called. Um, those mm. are like the, the ones that I like. Really, I know they're, they're looking at me like you're such a nerd. You're a nerd. <laughs> Poor Eric, he's the Sam in this group, isn't he? I, yes, he is. yeah. <laughs> it's so true. My goodness. Um, but w- how did the podcast come about? What made you decide to do this type of podcast? And why did you pick Sam and not one of your other siblings to do it with? There were there were a couple of reasons. Um, Sam and I have always been very close. I'm very close with all of my siblings, uh, but Sam and her wife, Sarah, were over at my apartment, and we were all just kind of talking, and and my husband, David, has been talking about producing a horror short for a very long time, mm-hmm. and so he was sharing ideas with Sam about a horror short, because he, he's, he's a very, very talented photographer, and uh, he's now getting into video and film, and so he wants to produce a horror short and they were throwing ideas back and forth. And Sam was just in the middle of leaving her nine to five job at the time because she wanted, she was like, you know what? I'm 34 years old. See Sam, I say it on other podcasts too. And, uh, <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was like, uh, you know, I'm 34 years old. I'm not happy at this job as much as I like the people I work with and for. And she was like, my wife is finally, you know, making enough money that if I wanted to take a little sabbatical and pursue a career in, in writing, uh, she was like, this is the time to do it because we don't have kids. We don't have these other responsibilities. So she decided to take some time to herself and, and to pursue finishing her novel, which, uh, I'm sure she's going to kill me for mentioning in public, mm-hmm. but, uh, she is working on, she is a writer and she's a very, very talented writer. I, I say this on the podcast all the time, but she's yeah. one of the smartest, coolest people I know. And so she had a bunch more free time and somehow the conversation segued from David's horror short to the idea of us having a podcast. And I think it was David's idea because he said, you know, he was like, you know, you guys just have the funniest conversations. You should start a podcast. <laughs> he has one of those minds. It's like yeah. anytime he sees 
something. He's like, oh, you should do this. You should do this. He loves to turn things into homework for me. <laughs> yeah. No, but the chemistry between you and Sam, I really like. It's so good. And I love, like, um, I think I want to say it was on the first episode, the nickname that one of your brothers had her listed in the phone, Lesbian Seagull. Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> yeah. I, I was. I remember listening to that 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 episode um, a while back at work, and when it was said, I started laughing at my desk. I was like, "That needs to be on a T-shirt," and I had like no ten people I would give it to. It's true, and, and she's in Kevin's phone, I believe, as Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> oh my god, it made me laugh so hard. Um, but you also talk on the podcast about. The, the house you guys grew up in and growing mm. up in a haunted house. Um, and the, the stories you guys tell on the podcast about that is really creepy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I would have, like, moved out at 12 and been like, no, bye, see ya. I can't do this. You know, I wish I could have because it really was, like, and it's so strange because you go to the house and it's, like, really the most unassuming, like, bi-level suburban home. But it's, like, being there at, at night, there's just something so creepy about that house. And not that things only happened at night, but I remember one time when David and I were were dating, he was staying at the house and uh, we <laughs> my room was right across from the bathroom. I might have told this story on the podcast. And in the middle of the night, I got out of bed to like go to the bathroom and he sat like bolt upright in bed and was like, where are you going? And I was like, the, the bathroom and he was like oh okay and he like went back to sleep and i came back and went back to bed and the next morning i asked him i was like what was that all about he was like i don't know i just got this really terrible feeling and it's it, it it's just a crazy thing and my oh, dad God, keeps no. my dad flips sides i swear to god it, he, one day he believes that the house is haunted the next day he's like you're crazy my dad is <laughs> is my dad is just the craziest part. He's like Anne Heche. He just keeps switching sides <laughs> left and right. We and um, so <laughs> Rob and I are in our where we where where we live. We're like convinced we have a ghost in the house. Do you? Uh, yes, and we and his name is Claude. And he, I, am, I swear he's like an old, just bitter gay guy. But Rob, like two years ago on his birthday, decided to break out the Ouija board. And I was like, nope, not having it. I'm going in the room and watching beaches. You do this with your friends in the living room. And he did. And then ever. <laughs> I love that movie. I bet Claude liked it too if he's an old I, gay I, guy. That's, yeah. <laughs> and then ever since then, the weirdest things happen in, in the house. Like just we're in another room and stuff just flies off the counter or with doors open the microwave opens by itself one time really? claude claude keeps knocking down my artwork so i'm convinced he hates my artwork <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that bitch he's not the only one. Oh, shut up it's mary oh, no. here speaking Hi. of ghosts speaking of ghosts mary t <laughs> is she her me miss Miriam t i'm here <laughs> hi hi pissy how are you I'm wonderful, darling. Welcome to the party. Uh. <laughs> We're talking about um, Pissy's growing up in her haunted house. Oh. It's very fascinating. Are you from the South as well? New Jersey. No, oh. I'm I'm not even from Southern New Jersey. Thank oh. God. <laughs> New Jersey, that's much worse than the South. How dare you? How very dare. We're getting started off on a lovely note. Where are you from, Mary? Arkansas, honey. I, oh, Jesus. My, How dare you come for me and my <laughs> suburb? My homeroom was a trailer, and my mama's country is a can of spam. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do. I I enjoy the podcast a lot, and I like the episodes when you have Kevin and Bob and Sam and mm. you are all together because they're it's a really good dynamic. And the mini episodes you. that you have I'll, with Bob, <laughs> I'll definitely tell them. Yes. So when it when it comes to your drag, what like how do you write your cabaret shows, or like what are what can people expect when they go see a Pissy Miles show? Uh, I love to do things that are kind of topical and and referential like I, I i just did a christmas show it's called the christmas wish and uh it was starring me and jacqueline hyde who is another really wonderful drag queen from new york city and it's about what uh two drag queens would wish for the night before christmas and it's just kind of like slapstick farcical hijinks that's the that's the humor i grew up with was 
things like Clue and and Noises Off and that kind of oh, Mel Brooksian. Yes. Noises Off. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shows I've been yeah. in. It's, Isn't it amazing? I it's so love. good. It's the funniest play ever written. It's, it's so ever hysterical. Written. It's a hard show I'm like, to if do, I could, too. It's so hard. And I'm like, if I could write a show that's like half as good as Michael Frayn's show, I I will I will die happy. Right? <laughs> Brilliant show. And I've got it on DVD. I love it. It's such a star-studded cast. Yeah. It's such a flop at the box office. But I know. Usually, like, such a good, no. a good I know. Movie. The cast is insane. Yeah. John Ritter, Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Superman. Christopher Reeve. Yes. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Michael Caine. Yeah. yeah. Michael Caine. Uh, who's the, who's I just the... made David watch it the other day for the first time. Oh, it's oh so, really? Who's the, sardines here. Sardines <laughs> there. It's like a Sunday school outing. <laughs> <laughs> I, love when he, I love when they keep doing the... Ladies and gentlemen, will you please take your seats? The curtain will rise in two minutes. In and he co- minutes. and Michael Caine comes backstage and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> oh, it's such a fun show. One minute, oh two God. minutes, three minutes, two minutes. The audience has gone quiet. They think somebody's died. This is a matinee. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God, are you um are you watching Drag Race this season? I am. I'm hosting a viewing party at Industry right. in New York City. And you hosted. I was just there last night. Oh, you were. Oh, yeah, because it was Friday. I'm like, yeah. what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad last night was not my night to host. We, oh, I, I rotate. We have a couple of girls that rotate over at our at our VH1 spot here, and and I'm so glad it was not me last night. Uh, I heard it was <laughs> dead when Miss Sherry Pie made her entrance, just like oh, crickets. No. Nobody said anything. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was it was hard. And because I had a conversation with uh one of the managers at, at the bar who's a really, really lovely guy. When I got to when I got to the bar, he was like, Listen, I know you're gonna talk about it. He was like, just try and keep it lighthearted. He was like, you know, we wanna try and make sure that everybody has a good time. And that that's the only way you can do it. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I luckily and not to toot my own horn, but I think I'm a very funny person. So like it's it's always my job to go out and make people laugh at something. I actually gave a uh, a TEDx talk about this, about using humor to cope with hardship. And that's the best thing you can do in a situation like this is like when you're faced with something so unfathomably crazy, it's mm-hmm. like all you can do is make a joke about it because yeah. how else would you move through it? We're all we're not all going to sit here and be miserable. We have to we have to find a way to laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things I think you do really well is that your uncomfortable humor that it it ends up making something really <laughs> and and I think it's relatable especially in LGBTQ population cuz mm-hmm. we're uncomfortable often so. all, the <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so it's good to be able to laugh about it. Yeah. I mean, was that was was that natural for you to were you like that as a child too or yeah, it's always kind of been my my go-to. That's how I've always dealt with with craziness because my my childhood was pretty tumultuous. It wasn't like it wasn't insane, but it it was there were a lot of ups and downs. And so the way I coped with it was kind of escaping into this other world where it's like, well, everything's a joke. What what else can you do? You have to laugh at it. And so I have a very dark sense of humor and i think it was inspired a lot by like i said those movies like mel brooks and Mm -hmm. and that style of humor where it's like well we're gonna take the worst thing you can talk about and make you laugh at it and now you have queens like like lady bunny who has been so inspirational when it comes to that i was just having a conversation with a friend of mine her name is jasmine rice labeja in new york city and I was saying, you know, the the beauty of someone like Lady Bunny is that she can say the most foul, awful thing, but she's got this twinkle in her eyes, so you, like, don't take it too seriously. It's something that I think y- you kind of have to be born with. You have to have that, like, tongue-in-cheek yeah. sensibility. Jackie Beat has that, too. Yeah. It's just 100%. so perfect. It's like it's like a balancing that fine line, <coughs> so you're not offensive, yeah, and people can still relate. The girls that work yeah. are always like the girls that work are like, we can't say what you say on stage. And no, I'm like, you're they right. can't. Yeah, I always say I'm a cunt. Yeah. I'm a cunt, but I'm real cute about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very hard, and I think a lot of people not to be not to be rude to anyone, but a lot of people who enjoy that humor might not necessarily have the skill of like 
crafting a joke because humor like that has to have like a one, two punch. It has to have a setup and a punchline. And if it doesn't, it just comes off as shady. So it's like, you, you have to be good at, at setting up a joke. You got it. That's what it really is. Understand timing and, and just comedy, how a joke works, like the nitty yeah. gritty of it to get it. I hope Michelada listens to It's definitely a language. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Michelada, our other <laughs> comedy queen and friend of the podcast. <laughs> My sister. We always give wow, her a hard time. Wow, Nini. <laughs> she's, she's, she's funny, but she's, she's very just like, it's just shade funny. She's just a loud bar queen. It's not so much with the mm. joke writing. I know, yeah. I've tried yeah. to teach her, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's funny about, you know, you watch shows like like drag race and it really proves who is funny in a bar and who is funny anywhere yeah, because you, you'll i mean not to not to beat a dying horse but you look at someone like sherry pie and i've worked with sherry pie for years she was my best friend for a long time you did the and christmas show with her didn't you i did she yeah. was the original star That's and then last year uh she was replaced by jacqueline hyde um I've worked with Sherry a lot and she's one of those people where like you go to see her in a bar and she's funny because she's zany and off the walls and doing all this crazy shit and everyone's drunk. But if you put Sherry on a stage and said, write five minutes of stand up, I, I don't think that would be her strength. And it's funny to see people go from the bar scene to a scenario where it's like, okay, you have to actually entertain a crowd that like paid money to come and sit in seats mm-hmm. and watch you it's interesting to see what happens in that situation yeah for sure i love it <laughs> i know so <laughs> you made big big headlines with the impeachment mm-hmm. certainly <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you were in drag at the impeachment capitol hill covering it. how did that come about it, it was all kind of crazy. I was actually, <laughs> it's, I don't know why this is coming up so much. <laughs> I was doing my show uh, on Sundays with Sherry Pie at Barracuda in New York City. <laughs> and the political director of the, the company that brought me down, it was a, mm-hmm. it's a company called Haps. And uh, it's a, a live streaming open source news app. They, the, the political director, his name is Jack Beery, came to watch the show and he came up to me after the show and he was like, you're very funny. And I was like, thank you. I know. And he said, um, I would love for you to come down to the impeachment hearings with me and report as like an entertainment contributor. And I was like this Wednesday. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, sure, whatever. I was like, okay, here's my card. Call me. And Mm -hmm. because this happens in bars all the time, especially I'm sure, you know, it's like, People come up to you and they're they're like, oh, I, I have to put you in touch with Celine Dion, and you're like, okay, girl, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, okay. And and then I gave him my card and I was like, expe- fully expecting never to hear from him again. And then the next day he called me and was like, okay, we're getting you uh, this train ticket and blah blah blah. And these are the plans. This is the time you have to be there. We're gonna get you press credentials. And I was like, I was like, wait, you were fucking serious? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and you showed and up in full drag. I did, yeah. How was, was the reaction really nuts. of the people it, it, there? You know, no matter how many times I say it, it's like it pulls me right back to the moment every time I, I talk about it because it's like that morning I woke up so early. I got up at like 3 or 4 in the morning. I only got like an hour of sleep because I'm not. I'm used to going to bed at 3 or 4 in the morning. Mm, so right. uh, I got up, I painted my face, I got dressed, I, I called an Uber and I was going through D.C. My husband was very kind. He came down to to dc with me and uh i called an uber and i was on my way to the thing and i'm like sitting on my phone reading you know i'm like scrolling through facebook and i posted a thing that was like hey uh i'm gonna be reporting at the impeachment for haps today so check it check us out on twitter and the car pulled up to the longworth building and i opened the door and got out and like literally until that very moment I i got out of the car and there were like 50 cameras on the stairs. And at the same time, they all just t- like turned and focused. And I was like, I, like, it didn't occur to me what I was. I don't want to say it didn't occur to me what I was doing because I knew it would be important. Mm-hmm. But it didn't occur to me how unusual it would be. And how much until attention? I stepped out of the car. Yeah. Well, I still I, I was not expecting 
to go viral. It yeah. really didn't occur to me. And I was rep- I was reporting for Haps on my phone. It's an app that you use on your phone. So I'm sitting there talking to people and reporting and running around the Longworth building. And I keep getting all these notifications. I'm getting text messages. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I like, I like went downstairs at about one o'clock to charge my phone. And I sat down uh, at the, at a lunch table with Jack and a couple of the other reporters that were there with me. And I had 600 notifications on my phone wow. and I was like, what the f- fuck is happening <laughs> and, my, and the only the first one i opened was a text from my husband going bug you're going viral and i was like i was like what it was so crazy yeah because it was i re, it was even on cnn yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere it was ever i was i, was I called my dad later that night and i was like were you surprised to see me on c-span he was like in that context yes <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would have been for some federal crime. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I didn't think I'd ever be on C-SPAN without handcuffs. How was it, the reaction? Because I know there was videos of you and Carmela Harris and AOC and like mm. meeting all of them and interacting. How was the reaction with the politicians that you got to interact with? Uh, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, I I never got to interview Amy Klobuchar, but I was right near her yeah. and, and, uh, and all that. And she was very interesting to listen to the responses she gave to the reporters who did get comments from her were very interesting. And, uh, Rosario Dawson, who I did not know at the time had a very checkered past with the trans community. Uh, and, and, but it was so strange because the commentary she gave me was so pro trans. I was like, Oh, good for you, Rosario. And then I posted the video and had like 60 people being like, girl, did you, do you know what she did? And I was like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got to talk to Cory Booker, which was yeah. really cool. Cory took, so he took quite a while to talk to me, which was very kind of him. And he had a very good sense of humor. Uh, I, I really like Cory and he's from my home state of New Jersey. Yeah, so I, I, like I, I really me appreciated too. that. Um, the only, the funniest thing that happened in that room that I don't think ever happened on camera was at one point Pete was going around the room and kind of doing the media circuit through the room. And there were, I was kind of part of this little group of reporters that were trying to catch them as they went from like one booth to the next. Yeah. And he got to the last booth and the, the group of us were standing there and he did his interview and he turned around saw me and ran in the other direction and out the door. And I was like, <laughs> I was like you shady queen, how no. dare you? Because he knew the minute he talked to you, he'd get the gay, <laughs> he'd get the gay accent and a minute it'd come out. I he'd... know. I was like, you shady homosexual, get back here and talk to me about drag race. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he watches. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Oh, I, love that. I know. I was like, I was like, ooh, if I could have just gotten to <laughs> the three people I wanted to talk to that night were Bernie, Elizabeth, and Pete, and yeah. I didn't get any of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well. And you're very political too, right? I am. Yeah. Yes. I I think I think it's kind of a cornerstone of being a drag queen that's kind of lost these days. I that's why I have a lot of respect for people like Marty Gold Cummings here in New York City, who's running for city council, and she really does a great job of lifting people up and encouraging them to be a part of the political process. Yes. I think that's what we should all be doing because it's so important. No one's going to fight for you. You have to do it for yourself. That's why it's important to go out and vote. Everyone who's listening should be going out and voting. Primaries, general elections, local elections, go out and vote. God damn it. I know. It's very, very important, especially this year. Everybody's got to get out there. That's the only way we're going to turn mm-hmm. things around. There's a drag queen running for city council in um, L.A. too. Yeah, there uh, is. Silver Lake. Yeah, Maybe I heard Lake. about that. Yeah. Maybe a girl. Maybe. She, um, yes. <laughs> I didn't check the. It, it was like the last few, and she was like one point two percent behind getting the getting the nom. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't double checked. Really? Yeah, yeah, she got wow. really close. close. Yeah, really good close. for her. I know. You Gosh. know what's you know what's interesting? I saw something, and God, I don't know the validity of this article headline. I only saw the headline because I didn't have a chance to read it. But I saw something that said that there were two girls running for city council. One was 
may be a girl and Marty Gold Cummings, and that there was another girl who was running for Congress. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, there's a drag queen running for Congress. And then I, I think it was like right before I was I was at a show or something, yeah. and I had to go on stage and and didn't get a chance to follow up. But it was it was I was like I was just gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a, we had a um, openly gay guy run for president. So, I know anything's I mean, possible now. Serious. Only oh, a there? moment of time. I know. <laughs> so I wanted to go back to horror. <laughs> horror. It Beautiful. Like I said horror, Wait, but this no, conversation horror. wasn't about horror? What well, were you talking yeah, about? You <laughs> <laughs> Politics is always about Girl, horror. <laughs> for real, the next debate's going to be at Folsom. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine? Yes, Bernie, I could. <laughs> Bernie and Biden. Just, I just have as, been fighting for BDSM for forty years. Just as a really quick follow up, <laughs> it is up? maybe a girl is the uh, one running for, running yes. for Congress. And yeah, we just, last, just looked it up. Yeah, her last post on Instagram, she was one point zero four percent behind getting the bid, and her name is maybe wow. a girl. Maybe a girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. so Good cool. Can you imagine if she did win? She used to before she <laughs> kind of she used to, when her drag shows. I really wanted to go to her show in LA called Green Heggs and Glam. They do a really <laughs> stupid show. It's really yeah. stupid. Oh, just like the dumbest themes and just the like most, your shows. You no, know, <laughs> even dumber than my shows. Like, and that's why I want to go. Get pretty dumb. My show, well, hello. <laughs> Yeah. So back to horror. I want to go back to horror. So on the podcast, you and Sam talk a lot about um, being witches, like practitioners mm-hmm. of witchcraft. And I wanted to get into that with you. How sure, did that start? Talk. And how did that start? And what exactly does that entail? Because I know there's been a couple of times on the podcast you mentioned going in and cleaning a house as far as getting rid of bad spirits. And you have a certain kit you take with you. So like what's involved with that and how did you get into it and all of that good stuff? Well, it's, it's sort of complicated. I started getting, I I was interested in witchcraft when I was in high school. Like I think every high school homosexual theater kid is at some point. (laughs) We're all nodding our heads. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know, you learn about it and it's like, the ideology speaks to you, but I think there's also kind of the, you know, oh, this is an outsider thing. I'm an outsider. This appeals to me. And so I, I checked it out and it was interesting to me. And then I kind of put it on the back burner and never thought about it again. Cause I was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and, um, I've, I've never been terribly passionate about Catholicism. It, it didn't really strike a chord with me. And, then as an adult, I found myself kind of wanting for something. I found myself looking for, uh, you know, something to kind of have faith in. And I, I kind of came back to witchcraft. And, and when, I, when I really looked into the more principled version of witchcraft that wasn't like just about, you know, lighting candles at midnight and, and doing that stuff, it really spoke to me because it's, it's uh, there. First of all, there's so many different kinds of, of witchcraft. I consider myself what's called a hedge witch, which is just kind of I take pieces of everything and I, I use what I like and, and put it all together. Um, but basically, the main tenant is do what you will harm none. And that's something I think we could all live by. But, uh, you know, it, it's not like it's not like the movies. It's not like the craft. It's just about. Basically, when I yeah, which is a great movie I by know, the way. Mind you, Nancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell but Rob that me, every yeah. morning. I bind you, Nancy, from hurting yourself or anybody else. <laughs> light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, I'm, stiff as a board. You know what? I'm pretty sure Donald Trump wakes up every morning and is trying to bind Nancy as well. <laughs> yes, I'm so sure. Um, I, yeah, for me, witchcraft was just. Uh, there is a sense of joy in the ritual of it. But for me, it's just that it gives me, I, I kind of look at it all as mythology. You know, there's the, the mythology in witchcraft and there's the mythology in Judaism and in Catholicism and in Christianity and, uh, all of the major religions. And it's like, well, this is the mythology that inspires me to be spiritual. So that's what I'm going to roll with. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I know, um, your favorite scary movie is Scream, but what yes, other one? Yes, it is certainly one of my favorites. Yes, one of them. You talk a lot about it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Literally every episode. <laughs> what was the last 
horror movie you saw that you truly got terrified off of? Hmm, that's really a that's a tough you. one. <laughs> the last one that like I really like it shook me was The Strangers. I think. Same, <laughs> yeah, same, same. Really? Yes. It, I was scared. To, we watched it at my friend's house, and I made my friend walk me to my car because really, I love horror movies, but I watch them because I think they're funny. Yeah. Like I think yeah. I'm like the last horror movie I went to see in theaters. I was drunk, and I was just like. Aah! Because <laughs> it was so stupid. Which but one this, was it? Do you remember? Oh, it was that Gretel and Hansel. Don't waste oh, your yeah. money. Oh, that movie can suck my big toe. The one that's cracked <laughs> from wearing heels. No, it's... <laughs> um, the Strangers is terrifying! Did you, <laughs> it really is. Pissy, it was did you so watch scary. It? Yeah? What did you, you say? Oh, did you watch it and get terrified? Like, Miriam? It's scary. Oh, absolutely. I... I was not expecting, like, I went into it expecting it to be like any other horror movie, like yeah. creepy and fun. But, like, they achieved a level of, of like, terror that I, I think is unparalleled by so many <laughs> other contemporary yeah. movies. Because they, it's the thrill of it, the anticipation. They really lean into the anticipation. And it's something that Sam and I talk about on the podcast all the time mm -hmm. is how contemporary horror is all about the jump out and the scare and the, it's yeah. like, it's all about that. Everything is a jump scare and none of it relies on the buildup. That is really the, the part that, thrills you as a watcher as a viewer of horror movies and i think some of the cla the classic horror movies that still stand up like 19 or thir uh, friday the 13th halloween mm -hmm. all of those old ones that's how those are structured where it builds and builds and builds and builds but a lot of the newer ones it like you said are just very scare tactic it feels like very much so. And, you know, it's funny. There's a Friday the 13th coming up very shortly. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I can't imagine what we're going to talk I about know. on my Spooky Gay isn't, Family this isn't, week. Isn't that Sam's favorite, <laughs> if I remember is, right? Yeah. It, he is definitely her favorite slasher. Sure, yeah. uh, I would argue that it's probably one of her favorite horror movies, but I think her very, very favorite. And it's not just her favorite horror movie. It's like her favorite movie of all time is Jaws. Jaws? <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, I like Jaws. Yeah, I'm an Exorcist. Jaws girl. is a great movie. Oh, Exorcist! I just started, the shit out of me. I just talked about the Exorcist the other day. I was talking about it in the the documentary yeah. episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I was saying the first time I ever watched it, I was like alone in the dark when I was 12 in my sister's bedroom while she was out, and I scared the fucking shit out of myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, I think I was 12 when I watched it, 10 or 12. Like, oh, it's it terrifying then. And now I think it's the cutest, funniest movie ever. Like, of I love you it. Do. Well, you know, I have all my Exorcist shirts I know, that I do. wear. I love, uh, I love it. It's so, she's so cute. She's so cute. I know. <laughs> she's masturbating with the cross. Oh. You go, girl. <laughs> As you do. As the, you do. The one movie that, the did you guys see the remake that they did? I think it's called Suspiria, uh, the dance one. If you, oh, I heard about it, but I didn't yes. watch it. The movie about dancing sounds scary well. To no, me. it's a coven of witches <laughs> who have a dance school, and they take the souls of the girls who are dancing. So the original one terrified the shit out of me because it was really? just like really creepy. So they did a remake recently with Tilda Swinton. Mm -hmm. oh, I like her. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yes, and the remake is really good, but it's like 10 times creepier than the original and it's really? not it's not a jump scare it's like a creepy scare like you're like oh mm. these these ladies are fucked up in the head and tilda swinton's just creepy anyway oh yeah Love I mean, generally Swinton. speaking oh, yeah. man, when, Have you, what, did you watch uh we need to talk about kevin no oh yes 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 we need to talk about <laughs> kevin yeah it's She's practically one. scarier than he is uh, in yeah. that movie, and you're like, "Girl, <laughs> dial it down, drop some eyebrows on." She, yeah, she's a she's a she's a force to be reckoned with. I she know. is a scary woman, but did, I love her. <laughs> did you get scared by the Conjuring movies at all, Pissy? Uh the first one had some creepy moments, like when Bathsheba's on top of the yeah the closet, and uh, that one creeped me out a little bit it definitely honestly in the conjuring the scariest moment to me was when the little girl 
sees the thing in the corner in the dark that you can't see. Yeah. That was such a scary mo- James Wan is just so fucking good. He's mm. so he's such a good director and he really nailed it. Because in any movie today, I'm sure they would have looked at that scene and been like, this scene is going on too long. You need to have a and you need to have something jump out of the dark. And it's like the fact that he didn't Not made it all. that much scarier. Yeah. It was so so good. And I think in the second one uh the first time you see Valak is mm-hmm. creepy. But then every other time you're like, oh, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the first, the conjuring, the first one. I like the way they use sound in it and the music because yes. they didn't yes. do the typical thing of build, build, build. They kept it very quiet until there was like a knock or or just something. The way they use sound in the first conjuring, I thought was really added to the scary factor for me, at least. Yeah, I think it adds to the scare because. Honestly, the music often is used to cue you into the fact that something yeah. is wrong. But now we've gotten so used to it that when there's no music, it's actually more unsettling. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's kind of an interesting way the scales have tipped. <laughs> right. is, is that the same franchise that The Nun? Yeah. I saw, okay. Yeah. I haven't, seen, I haven't yeah. seen The Conjuring, but I went and saw The Nun and I thought it was hysterical. So I didn't oh, get scared so by bad. The Nun. Oh, no. Nun. I thought it, it was hysterical when all. they pull out like the, the chalice of Jesus' oh, yeah. blood. And I'm like, you were. <laughs> you better get Jesus. Jesus's blood up in here as I'm just like shoveling in my popcorn. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. I loved that one. I loved it. Girl, she was like Mary Magdalene. She had Jesus in her mouth and she still didn't swallow. I know. <laughs> my goodness. That was a good oh my one. god, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, um, and you're you. The other thing that um, the the parody you did a Baba Duke parody that came out. It was, uh, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. How did that was start? A, because it, it kind of went viral. It was because of the Netflix thing. It was because yeah. of the Netflix thing. Because you know, I'm sure as horror fans, you know, like yeah. Netflix put uh, the the movie the Baba Duke in the LGBT section by accident. And yeah. so it turned into this huge meme about how uh-huh. the B in LGBTQ was for Babadook and how and he then, was coming out of the closet and all this stuff. And then the gays so, just took over with yeah, it. Yeah, and you did your Babadook. Yeah, we the gays did what the gays do and they ran with the joke. And my, I was talking to my husband and he was like, you should write a Babadook song. And I was like, well, what would I do? And so I knew a, uh, a musician and a DJ named B. Ames, who's from Texas. And uh, she, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I'm interested in writing this song. Would you want to do it with me? And she was like, yeah, sure. So I wrote all the lyrics and she wrote the backing track. And she basically arranged the whole thing. And I I wrote it with, uh, with my friend Topher. Mm-hmm. And... It just kind of, I filmed it with my friend Joe Lascola, who is an amazing, amazing, amazing person. He's uh, he does special effects makeup, and he does uh, he's a he does he's a director. He directed the whole music video, and he he's also a really awesome uh, podcaster. He is a huge horror fan. He has a horror podcast called Movie Dumpster, and oh, nice. uh, he directed it and. We put it out and it, it just took off. It was yeah. it was the right timing. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and the video is great. He did a great job. Yeah. The video. He did an amazing job. He does. He helped me. Uh, he helped me. Did Joe do um, the Halloween mashup video? Yes. Yeah, he did. Um, he did. I did another Halloween video that was. Uh, it was a, another music video and it was a mashup of a bunch of kind of Halloweeny songs that my friend Nate Walker and I did together. And Joe directed that music video as well. And he did a wonderful job. I, I don't have enough nice things to say about Joe. <laughs> was that David? <laughs> that was David. <laughs> Hi, David. I, Hi. I feel like I know him because you talk about him. You talk about him on the podcast all the time. <laughs> Is David our version of Mexican Eric? You know, David Rob. Rob. Okay. Rob. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's funny. Well, I am so glad we got to chat with you. This has been me so too. much fun. <laughs> and I'm I am listen, anytime you want me, I'm here. Absolutely. And I'm such a big fan of the podcast, um, My Spooky Gay Family. It's so good. For anybody who hasn't checked it out, you need to check it out. It is a really good show. You guys do a great job with it. 
Thank you so much. We'll have to have you on to talk yes, about definitely. your ghost. I know, Claude. We, we need to discuss Claude. <laughs> I know. Fucking Claude. <laughs> Fucking Claude. <laughs> that's, I know. That's what we're always complaining about Claude. He's always doing something. <laughs> how do you, and not in a good way, how do people find you, Bissy? Uh, you can find, it's Pissy Miles, P-I-S-S-I-M-Y-L-E-S. You can find me at PissyMiles.com, which was beautifully designed and created by David Elon. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Pornhub, wherever you look. I promise <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you guys, and we will have links to the podcast, um, my spooky gay family on our website. Um, and it's yes, been absolutely, and you pleasure. can find it at myspookygayfamily.com. Yes, go check out, <laughs> go check out everything Pissy does. <laughs> Please it's, do. Yes, and it's like very it. highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you so much, Pissy. It's been an thank you so pleasure. much for having me. It was I'm, the pleasure was all mine, darling. Oh my god, you guys! That was a really fun interview with Pissy. So fun! I want to work with her. You need to work I with think, her. Yes. I think we could do a great show together. I do too. There's a, a yeah, yeah. Because she's very like cabaret slapsticky, and I'm and very you're like, very offensive. I'm yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, I think it would. I think it would. She just seems like somebody really cool to hang yeah. out with. Yeah, and grab and a drink. Really with. nice too. Yeah. Like really sweet. Don't let it fool you. You know she's a bitch. I, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we thought Mariam T was super nice when we met her. And no, now you she's didn't. The bane of my existence. Nobody thinks I'm nice when they meet me. They find out no. that I'm nice afterwards. Well, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. <laughs> You're at the bottom of the list, bitch. Oh, shut up. As they move her farther down the table. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yes, I'm so happy we got to talk to Pissy today. She was she was very cool. Very cool. And yes. everybody go check out her podcast, My Spooky Gay Family. You can get it um, wherever you get podcasts. It's really good. Yeah. So how do people find you, Miss Mariam T? You can find me on Instagram at she... Oh, uh, what? Why you? <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> Look at her. You can find me on Instagram at the Mariam T. My website sheherme.com, or you can check out urbanmos.com slash tea party. It's got yes, all the yeah. stuff about me and how to find me there yes. as well. And how do people find you, Mexi? You can find me slurring my words at Mose, <laughs> or you can find me at Instagram mexi.eric. Yes, and Robbie. Well, I guess you could find me on Instagram at r o r y c o. There you go. And you can follow the podcast at who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. It's who invited her SD. And you can always email us at the gang at who invited her.net. You can go on the website who invited her.net to get tickets to Miriam's tea party. And thanks again to Pissy Miles for being on the show today. And you guys were going to end with her song. Baba Shook. Baba Shook. Baba Shook. Baba, please. <laughs> we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 The Baba Duke. 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 If she spills the word or turns a look, you can't shake the Baba Duke. Dressed in shadow and poised to attack. Here she comes. Hear the Baba Clack Clack. Mom's worst nightmare. Queen of the night. Jump in bed, don't turn off the light. If it's in a word or it's in a book, you better get ready to be Baba Shook. Angels killing her stride. She's overflowing with pride. Let your freak flag fly. Your queer dreams personify. Work that graveyard shift. Nighttime demon realness. Walk the beat, darling. Show the manifestation of your darkest neuroses who's stomping the heels in this relationship. First time in crippling anxiety at the ball. God. Oh God, I'm so excited to talk to you. So today it's me. I'm the um, one of the, or, or the host Tony, and then I'm here with my other co-host Mexican Eric, and then producer Rob's on the mic. What's his name? Mexican Eric. Mexican Eric. Mexican Eric. Because I have, I have. You're gonna a, have me. You're gonna have me fucking canceled like straight high tomorrow. Because I have a white Eric, a Mexican Eric, a black Eric. I'm still in the market for an Asian Eric, and then my Eric collection is complete.
My God, I don't think I know an Asian Eric. <laughs> I don't either. No one does. No one. Huh. So because we we're have gonna so have many, to have some, I know, some right? talk. An audition. Exactly. Because we have so many Eric's related to the show, we just had to give him a nickname. So this is Mexican Eric's on today. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have my other co-host, Miriam T. She should be here. I think she's getting off of work. So yeah, so she'll, so she'll be she'll sliding in, in and soon. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. But are you ready to start, Rob? It must be Saturday. It is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, what time is it over there? It's like 3, 3.30 around there? Uh, it's about three ten right oh, okay. now, and you're in New yeah. Jersey, right? New Jersey, New the great Jersey. state of New Jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm actually gonna be out in New York at the end of the month to see my brother because he lives in Brooklyn. So, oh yeah, where does he live in Brooklyn? He lives in Park Slope, that area. Oh, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, he got um, a kick-ass job at the Public Theater as their HR director. So, really, yeah, I love the public. I know it's they a do great such theater. good work. <laughs> But the he, public is where uh, Elaine Stritch at Liberty premiered. Yeah, and didn't Hamilton premiere there too? I'm pretty sure it did. It yeah, did. yeah. But he was. There's working... been a lot of great theater that came through the public. There was what? There's been a lot of great oh, theater yeah. that came through the public for sure. Are you ready, Rob? Is it recording? Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're ready. All right, I'll do the intro and then we'll just start because I have a lot to ask you about. <laughs> Beautiful. I could imagine. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Um, we have a very special guest on the phone that I'm super excited to talk to today. Um, she is an accomplished drag comedian, singer, and host of her own podcast, My Spooky Gay Family. It is Missy. Ma- <laughs> Missy. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me do that You again. are doing so great. <laughs> I know. Damn it, I knew, Tony. And I am always the worst <laughs> with names. Ask anybody. I fuck it up. There has not been one interview I did where like it's like smooth. It's always like, and this is Raman and Marin. And they're like, no, that's not my name. <laughs> and Rob was even giving me a look like, you better. You're going to fuck it up. You're going to fuck it up. You always fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the first person to call oh, me God. Missy Pyle. And because I'm such a huge fan of Missy Pyle's, that's I the know. other reason. Okay, okay we'll try Tony, this again. Try that again. All right. It was it, it was funny after the uh, after the impeachment. Yeah. Uh, Willem was talking about me on the uh, on Race Chaser podcast, oh, and he was talking about Missy Pyle going to the impeachment hearing, <laughs> and, and Alaska was like, "No, no, no dear." <laughs> Okay, we're going to try this again. Hopefully I don't fuck it up. (laughs) All right. 